Welcome to this second 2022 preseason edition of Bruce Monin's Computer Points Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Bruce Monin. Also, we have our co-host, executive producer, chief researcher, and as of tomorrow, American homeowner, Rebecca Monin. Oh boy, the titles keep getting longer and less relevant. How's things all lining up for the big day tomorrow buying that first house? Good. Good. House is still standing. It didn't flood while I was gone. And my bank account is significantly reduced in finances. So we're ready to go. In case any of you are wondering, Rebecca will still be broadcasting from the greater Cincinnati area. Yeah, they can't get rid of me yet. Moving a little east, a little Deer Parkish, huh? Or <laughs> release the address for all of the audience to find out. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come flooding to see you. <laughs> and by the way, Today, I received a nice Father's Day present, Grater's Ice Cream in the month of June. Their special flavor is banana chocolate chip, one of my favorites. Somehow, I only learned about this year. Well, they only have it in June, and I'm never in Cincinnati in June. So, Has this been like a constant for like more than a handful of years? Like, Did, did you find this in college and fixate on oh, it? No, or I don't it... think they had monthly flavors when I was in college. Okay, so I wasn't missing it entirely. No. Good to know. So the first pint is already being started. I thought you were about to say it was already gone. And I was about to be very worried because I believe you got that at about 2 p.m. today. Just started. I'm trying to make it last this time. The on to real business here. This month, we are again looking back at last season. And we are doing so by bringing in Tim Goodwin, the coach and the high school principal at Marion Local, the home of the 2021 Division 7 champion football team. Welcome, Coach. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Coach Goodwin's first official appearance here. We may have mentioned before he tried to be on with us one time previously, and I totally messed up the audio. The only time I've done so, by the way, in case you cared about that, Coach. I'm not sure how that makes me feel. (laughs) (laughs) And as we like to claim, since there's no proof otherwise, it was a fantastic episode that we lost. It, It legitimately was. It was very good. The secret tapes are out there, and we could probably transcribe it if we needed to, but that sounds like a headache and a half. And a lot of work, and we're not into a lot of work, to be honest. (laughs) So before we look back at last year, I would like to take a brief look ahead. The Ohio High School Athletic Association has released all sorts of data in the last week or two. This includes the new enrollment numbers for all the schools, the competitive balance adjustments, and even the division and region all the teams will be playing in. If I read this right, Coach, Marion Local gets moved up into Division Six this year. That is correct. We uh, we've been there before, and you know, since since OHSA went went to seven divisions, we've always been really close to the line. Previously, when there were six, we were pretty much always solidly six. We did bump up to five for two years in 07 and 08, if I recall. But yeah, since since there's seven divisions, you know, we just never know. Until we do know. <laughs> and I believe this year, officially, the number was one that you were over. So you were right on that line. Correct. Yeah, we're, we're going to be the smallest D, D6 school out there. Well, I'd say that's probably, at least in D6, the size is probably not as much of a advantage, disadvantage as D7. Being the largest D7 school is quite the advantage in that, re- in that division. Yeah. It's still going to be a challenge in D6 this year, I would say. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, we're, you know, we're looking forward to 
hopefully playing some new teams. Of course, I noticed that you have the privilege, I guess, of having the Division Five champion drop down to Division Six also. So it looked like Versailles was perhaps your toughest game last year. And now you get them in your division and in your region come playoff time this year. Yeah, it's interesting that the D5 runner-up, Kirtland, who we have a history with, you know, also dropped to Division Six, And the returning Division Six champion, Kerry, remained in D6. So there's quite a cluster there in, in D6 with what happened last year anyway, for whatever that means. Yeah, we won't know if that matters any for a long time from now until we get deep into the playoffs. That is correct. So I would assume as a coach, that's about when it really starts the first matter anyway, right? When it comes playoff time till then. Yeah, exactly. And especially with the the expanded playoffs, uh, you know, if you have a decent year at all, you're going to get in. So before, you, you, you know, a lot of teams were more concerned about the Harbin points. Yeah, we already have 10 tough games that we know staring us in the face. So uh, we got plenty to, to worry about right now. And we'll get on to looking at those. 10 tough games from last season in just a second here. Just looking at last season, you managed to win your 12th state championship since 2000. And just looking at that, it's over half of the years in this century, Marion Local has a state championship. Does that number seem unreal to you ever? Um, it seems pretty cool. Um, <laughs> throwing a couple more runner-ups in there. And, we, you know, we've had some pretty, pretty awesome years, pretty fun years. Lots of great kids on those teams. I was thinking for the uh, the Marion local fans, you might actually be seeing, I would put it as a little bit of apathy. That might be a little the wrong way to put it, but when you win a lot of titles, it, the celebration might not be quite as big as, say, a Versailles last year or New Bremen the year before who had never won a title or hadn't won one for a while. I would think for your players, each title has to be just as exciting as the other. It's new players every time, right? Yeah, uh, you're you're correct. Uh, believe it or not, on several counts there, uh, you know, <laughs> it's human nature, you know, not to appreciate things as much, you know, as you do them, uh, you know, repetitiously. I guess, and it, and and some teams it it means more than others for whatever reason, you know. The you have maybe a senior class that didn't play a whole lot, you know, on some of the other teams, and so they're really excited. You know, as a team and as a squad, you know, we're, you know, we got to do some unnatural things, which is, oh, you got to do a lot of unnatural things actually in football. But, you know, one, one of the things is when you're in our spot, you know, is to, is to prepare like you've never, never done it before. It's not always easy getting everyone to buy into that every year. So as we look back at the start of your season last year, I was struck by the fact that you didn't exactly get the chance to ease into your season. Your first four opponents ended up the year off a record of 45 and 10. So you came right out of the shooting, hitting all kinds of tough opponents. Yeah, it was, it was quite a stretch there. Probably the, the toughest one that I can remember. You know, I'm getting older, so I don't remember everything anymore. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, we had some close games, some tough games against some really good teams for sure. Well, let's start with the first one. You got the Division Three Wapakoneta team that would end up 9 and 3. They went eight and one and were co-champs of the WBL, won a division three playoff game. And I think most people were rather surprised when you won by a score of 31 to six over, over the Redskins. That was supposed to be in the fans mind, a very close game, I would think. Yeah. And, you know, week one, a lot of weird things happen, um, you know, just before teams kind of get established and find their identities. And, you know, we, we weren't, 
31 to 6, whatever that is, do a little subtraction, 25 points better than Walpock, I don't think. It was just what happened that that night. You know, that happens. So they were like like I said, they were a better team than what they showed there that night. Oh, I would definitely agree with that. Your next game, you had one more non-conference game, played Macomb. Macomb would end up 11 and 2, would not lose again until the third round of the playoffs after they played you. And that was a tough 10 to nothing game. Yeah. And after that game, we actually kind of had it in the back of our mind, our mind that, we, you know, we might see him again in the state semifinals. We we thought that highly of them. And it turns out Hopewell Loudon beat them um, the week before in the regional finals, if I recall. But yeah, they, they had a big, strong team that was really good. Yeah, I have that right here in my notes. After that game, I was thinking Macomb for the final four sounded pretty like. All right. So then you survived your non-conference onto the MAC. And your first game, you get the eventual Division Five state champions from Versailles. Uh, 19 to 17, I show. If I remember right, that was at your place? It was. Uh, great game. You know, Versailles is extremely talented. You know, the most talented team um, by a good bit we played all year. You know, we were just fortunate. We had, we had a kick return for a touchdown. Kind of got off to a good start. And then we just single wing Peyton Oddy. <laughs> towards the end of the game to get the game-winning score. And uh, we were able to intercept a pass near the goal line right at the end. So pretty exciting win for us. Also kind of a uh, nice combination, it sounds like there. You got the big play from special teams. You got the nice offensive drive at the late in the game and the big defensive play to wrap it up. So you got all three phases of the game going there. Yeah, uh, it, it took a heck of an effort because, you know, they were they were one of the more talented teams we have seen in a couple years, I, I would say. They pretty much had it all. And they would go on to prove that by going undefeated the rest of the year and beating Kirtland in a state championship game. That that shows you they were they were a very good team. That, that, that'd be a win to be proud of, I guess, huh? Yeah, they, they were legit for sure. All right, and then what, in the next one, you still had another, well, I say another tough MAC team, but that's a, that happens a lot. You got St. Henry. Beat them 20 to seven. I would argue they might have been the second best team in Division Seven last year, at least top four, at least, I would say. No, I would I would say you're right. I would put them at number two if I had to rank, you know, the ones that we saw we played. Very physical team, do a lot of similar stuff to us. So it's always tough to play them. And I'm trying to remember we had a kickoff return for a touchdown in that game as well. So another big special teams play and and another thing, we're we're kind of playing short, short-handed in some of these games. We we suffered a, a lot of off-season stuff last year going into the season, and and so uh, you know, basically, we played the whole regular season without two guys that could have been, you know, in discussion for the MAC Defensive Player of the Year. You know, Robbie Busher missed most of the season; he got hurt against Versailles, and Drew Seitz missed pretty much the whole regular season came back late for us in the playoffs, but you put the players like that, not, but not being able to, to play, it made it really exciting and really fun. Senior, remember Mr. Seitz is also a pretty good running back too, isn't he? He can be. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So you've had four really tough games to start the year. Finally, you get a little bit of a break afterwards, at least by the way the scores ended up. You had a 56 to 14 win over Minster. 35 nothing win over Delphi St. John's and a 30 nothing win over Fort Recovery. And Fort Recovery actually would make it into the playoffs and win a playoff game. So be able to beat them by 30 points, not too bad. 
And, and all of those games were important because we had struggled offensively pretty much the whole preseason. And, you know, we hadn't been scoring that many points in, in our first four games. And a lot of that was because the other teams were good. But those those three games gave our, our offense uh, some confidence and we started finding out, you know, some things that we could do. So important games, even though we lost Kyle Adi in the St. John's game uh, to a torn ACL for the rest of the year. So that was a, a heartbreaking blow for us. But uh, like I said, you know, scoring points and and winning, you know, kind of soothes some some uh, wounds, I guess, you know, and, and so that, that definitely helped our offense. Now, we've heard that come up a few times here. Do you kind of find that that tends to happen some years the injuries tend to pile up a whole lot more than other years it is strange how that works yeah uh, I've noticed that you know when they come it seems like they come in bunches and the the real weird weird thing is sometimes you get the same injury over the course of the season whereas you haven't had that injury for three or four years and now it pops up a couple of times in the same year just got to keep moving on that's you know, football is a great game, but that's that's the part that I hate is the injuries just for the kids and the parents, you know, because, you know, they want to play so bad and the, the parents want to watch them, especially if they're a senior, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Next up, we had two more big challenges. First, you had uh, the defending Div- Division Seven state champions from New Bremen in a kind of an offensive showdown game, 41 to 33. You won that. That's uh was that the most points you gave up all year? I believe. Yeah, it by, by a good bit, I think. I think Kowar scored 21, if I recall. But, yeah, um, again, uh, you know, it was – now I'm a defensive-oriented guy, so I was really, really torqued off at the end of this game, especially <laughs> because they scored late and, you know, we had the game put away. And then we had to defend another onside kick, and it just was not good. But it, it was good for our offense, you know, like I said, to have to score, you know, that many points – to win a game and, and we were able to do it so uh overall over you know overall it was good it was good for us and you know new bremen had some weapons and you know david holman is gonna make some people look bad and he made a lot of our guys look bad so like going back to your point before it's a good thing you found some things on offense the previous weeks there because you you needed it come this game correct you know over the course of the season you're going to see every type of game imaginable most of the time you know where you're going to have to win a defensive struggle you know you're going to have to do something on special teams to win you're going to have to get a few breaks here or there you know in some games for whatever reason you know the other team gets hot or you know it (laughs) momentum is a strange thing you know not not as much as in volleyball but it's (laughs) yeah it's a strange thing in football too and for whatever reason, it's like, we just can't stop this team. I don't, I don't understand it, you know, but if, if you want to win those games, you got to find out, find a way to do it. And we were able to do that. feel like I'm being a bit of a broken record here. Your next game, you get the D6 state runner-up, Coldwater. And again, another really close game kind of reminds me, score-wise, at least in the Versailles game, you, you come out on top 24-21. I don't remember the details, though. Uh, we got off to a pretty good start and went up two scores and then they scored uh, twice and tied it up and we were able to drive right at the end of the game and we kicked a, a game winning <laughs> a game winning field field goal uh, right as time expired a walk off field goal as you would have it to win the game but that, that was definitely a fun game it was a it was a huge gut gut check for us because we were at that point we were just decimated with with who we were able to put on the field. In, in that game, 
Owen Rindler, who's actually an outstanding track athlete in the hurdles, ended up separating his shoulder three times during that oh. game. Oh, my goodness. It, yeah. <laughs> and he just kept – and we we had a physician, and he kept putting it – and finally the physician obviously pulled it pulled him out of the game but I mean it's just that kind of toughness um to keep going back out there I I told Owen after the game and I said that'll go down in flyer history right there is showing some toughness for sure and again I was saying I didn't remember that field goal at the end was that one of those was that a long one or was that one of those where there was a little decision whether to keep trying to punch it in or to take the short field goal no it, it was a short field goal and uh you know, we, we ran a play, the ball was on the right hash. We ran a play to kind of center it up a little bit. And then, then uh, we took a timeout with just a couple seconds left. And, you know, we had, a, we had a senior uh, snapper holder and kicker. And, you know, as a coach, you're like, that's it. This is for the league title. You know, at least a share of it. You got three seniors doing it. Let's, let's go that route. That's why you practice that every what Thursday, I'm guessing. No, we practice that every day, every day. So then you had a little bit easier time for a couple of weeks. A 34 to nothing win over Anna, which again, Anna, it wasn't their top year, but that surprised me that they, that the win was by that much. So then you hit the playoffs. You had a one seed, drew the 16 seed Twin Valley South and beat them 41 to nothing. In the second round, you, with the new format, you still got to stay at home and host the playoff game. Fort Laramie came to town and beat them 42 to six, which was also a little bit of a surprise to me. If I remember right, was Fort Laramie suffering from a whole lot of injuries too? I can't speak on that. I know their quarterback did go down sometime in the second quarter, which pretty much concluded that game. That's for sure. Yeah, that would do it. Fort Laramie had one of those years, if I recall, we kept commenting every week. Oh, they lost by one point this week. Oh, they lost by two points the next week. It was it was a season of almost for Fort Laramie. It seemed like, and they played. We talk about your schedule. They played a heck of a schedule as an independent last year. Yeah, and they had some long bus rides too, which makes it really tough. Uh, you know, just in overall, it's just tough. You know, it messes with your whole schedule and the weekend and everything else. So, yeah, not, not to mention, like you said, you know, a two or three hour bus ride home after a one point loss, that's not a whole lot of fun. No, it can't be at all. Let's see, your first neutral playoff game, you had the four seed Riverside. Beat them 34 to nothing. So your defense was really rolling come this time of year. Yeah. Um, you know, after going through our schedule and you see everything in the Mac and everything done well in the Mac, you know, so you pretty, pretty much got all your answers ready for everything you could possibly see. So, and a lot of times you're playing teams that aren't as good and as what you faced in the regular season. So, you know, you put those together and, you know, we, we take pride in improving throughout the year. That's, one of the things we talk about a lot. We get to your last three games, and as we'll see, the defense played very well in all three of those games also. Your regional championship game, you had a rematch of St. Henry. That had to be a game that concerned you after after playing them the first time, having to run up against them again here. Yeah, and like I said, they were big, strong, physical, on, and, uh, you know, we're super familiar with each other, so it's, it's just tough. But, uh, you know, a big part of that puzzle, you know, you kept – saying, you know, our defense was kind of hitting a stride. Well, we got Robbie Busher back. We got <laughs> Drew Seitz back. We got Owen Rindler back. That's a big part of football in the playoffs is just who's healthy. Mm -hmm. Really, we, we were the best team that, as we were all year just at the end just because we had our best players on the field. It's not that, that complicated. No, that's, that's when you hope you can be, too. 
So you beat St. Henry 27 to eight. Next was the state semifinal. Then you saw Hopewell Loudon again, Hopewell Loudon beat that Macomb team. You had so much trouble with the start of the season, but you seem to, um, I'm guessing you matched up a lot better against Hopewell Loudon pulling a 34 to seven victory in that game. And we were a much better team and we had some of our, you know, we had those players on the field that was, I was talking about. We played really well against Hopewell Loudon. I still think that they were a, a really good team, legit. I saw, you know, that the receiver that had me scared to death won the, I think the 100, 200, and 400 at the state track meet. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I was like, this guy looks like he's pretty fast. <laughs> but we did a good job on him, um, if I say so myself. I mean, we pretty much had most of the times he, he had to – go through someone that was getting their hands on him right, right you know right at the line of scrimmage where he couldn't really you know just take off so we we tried to get physical with him and it, it seemed to work i noticed looking over their schedule their only other loss was to vandalia butler a division and that was one of those crazy covid games where they scheduled it on like a thursday and played it on a friday right so no time to prepare or anything yeah it was just that. let's just show up and play type thing yep and then finally you had the state championship game Played against Newark Catholic. That's a familiar school to people that have followed high school football for years. This wasn't exactly one of those J.D. Graham powerhouses, but still a good enough team to make it to the state championship game. I believe their only other loss was a one-touchdown loss to a Division IV team from Heath. So the resume looked pretty good coming in, and you guys had a heck of a game. Yeah, they, they actually came out with a really good game plan and, and did a great job of stopping our, our run. Um, and – Peyton Adi had an outstanding game at quarterback and we were able to hit some big plays and kind of take advantage of that. And, you know, defensively, we just matched up really well with them. So they were going to struggle moving the ball. The offense put up 42 points. So you got the running clock by the end of the game. It's a little anticlimactic for the neutral fans, but for you, I'm sure that's a, that's a, that's a nice way to win, isn't it? That's just fine with us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thinking it's a good thing I didn't pay that money to buy that game on pay per view on the. And it ended up forty two to seven. <laughs> Are you talking about eating Grater's ice cream for crying out loud? You could afford. Yeah, he can. Buy... He can afford it. Yeah, you can afford to buy a game, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I guess I probably could. <laughs> you would have enjoyed it the whole time too. Yes, I would have. I forget why I didn't even. I was doing something, <laughs> but. <laughs> Let it be known you didn't watch not because of disinterest or dislike just conflict probably might have been a cincinnati bearcats game that day <laughs> it might have been a bearcats game <laughs> it was a 10 30 a.m start <laughs> not, li- not likely then huh <laughs> <laughs> the excuses are running away oh all right next year we'll have to make the arrangements for this thing i have to watch them all live <laughs> so in summary looking back i know things are different now with all these teams making the playoffs Officially, 14 of your 16 opponents made the playoffs last year, which, considering how many get in, isn't such a big deal anymore. But 11 of those opponents all won a first-round playoff game, so that you could say 11 of them were worthy of making the playoffs back in the uh, eight teams per region days. So it wasn't like you had a light schedule getting to that state championship. You you guys had to earn it all the way through. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, I don't, I don't even know if you call them the purists, but and I, I do not understand the mindset. If you supposedly love football, why would you be against playing a game of football? I don't, right. I don't, it does not make sense to me. I, I just think 
it's such a crapshoot of which team, you know, Harbin's, what do they really mean, Bruce? You know, they don't really mean how good you are to a degree, you know. So especially in, in the small school football, especially in the MAC, you know, you could have a 12-seeded MAC team that's much better than a three-seeded team from who knows where. I, I, I'm not buying the fact that the expanded playoffs dilutes anything. I found most of the people that are against the playoffs being expanded were fans of places where they always made it in when there was only a few teams and they made t-shirts that said playoffs or something. Yeah. Well, they could get in with, they would make the top eight or the top four of the region every year. Cause they play the schedule that got them in and they were fairly good anyway. And this is just that much more chance for someone to upset them along the way. I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. Like I said, if, if you like the sport, why would you be against the, the sport? Oh yeah. Playing more games. I don't know. And I thought it was kind of fun. We were, as I'm sure everyone knows, I worked doing stats for the Minster team. Minster could actually have gotten in with one win last year if they'd have won their last game of the season. Of course, they had to beat Versailles, which (laughs) wasn't going to (laughs) happen. If you can beat Versailles, maybe you belong in the playoffs, right? And then the playoffs would sort it out anyway. Yes, it would. So, all righty. Well, thank you for reviewing last season with this coach. Always like to get the uh, look back at the championships from the year before. I imagine you're working year round, but it's about time to have kids showing up and doing camps and drills and things pretty soon yeah um you know we're working out in the mornings and we go out and throw and you know do some of that skill work during the month of june but yeah it's always a process and we've long ago kind of put last year in in the memory bank you know Mm -hmm. and are starting to think about depth chart and who's playing where and and so forth as always rebecca and i'll be looking forward to the coming year sure will Love getting out and going to the games every Friday night myself. I'm glad when they're on Friday night. I'm not a big fan of the Saturday night high school games myself. but That makes two of us. Especially now that I have a, a good University of Cincinnati college team to root for on Saturdays, right? Oh boy. Unless they do something silly like play their games on Friday night and really mess me up. I'm sure they have before. Yes, they have. They sure have. <laughs> All right, Rebecca. Time for you to put out the plea again. We had one off the record question this week, but we do love our on the record questions, though. So, yes. if any of you watching, listening, or participating, I don't know how you'd be watching. That'd be odd <laughs> and suspicious. Um, if any of you have questions or comments for the podcast or anything you'd like us to talk about related to football in the West Central Ohio area, we'd love to talk about it and we'd love to answer them. And you can send them to bdmonin at nktelco.net, or you can submit them on Twitter to at Bruce Monin. We'll be happy to talk. And as a preview, Ooh. I think our next episode will be in middle of July, a little mid-Tour de France time. So we can spend the first five minutes talking about sports that they didn't <laughs> sign up for. But I think at that time, we will go over the new divisions and regions for all the teams in West Central Ohio we'll be covering this year and taking a brief look at each of those regions. And that will probably be our last preseason episode until the season starts, which is, what would that be, just about the end of August, Coach? Uh, Sounds about right. Last year, the first game was, I'm looking at my calendar here. Give me a second. It was August 20th last year. So it's the 19th this year, I believe. All right. So one more preseason episode until the big day of somewhere around August 19th. Two months out. 
and we'll look forward to you hearing us here on Bruce Modern's Computer Points. I think that's enough, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's good.